Welcome to the CFC Jacks Midweek Podcast, where we discuss topics related to becoming a fully devoted, spirit-empowered Christ follower. We hope that wherever you are today, you'll be encouraged by the truths discussed in this podcast. Hello, welcome to (laughs) Q&A. We had some technical issues on the live stream this morning, but we are recording a Q&A. We do have some questions. I'm really excited for the opportunity to discuss further um, the really cool story um, in Nehemiah. And when you related serving to stewardship, Hmm. that caught me. I've always thought of stewardship with money. With money, yeah. But to think about stewardship with time was really impactful. Really mm-hmm. opened my eyes to thinking yeah. about how we're using what we right. ha- what the Lord has gifted us with. Yeah, that's interesting. And what you said there, I think inadvertently was there's not only a stewarding of my money, there's a stewarding of my gifts and then the stewarding of my minutes. Yes. Uh you said time because uh, there's the gifts that I you know um, sometimes we make spiritual gifts as they're listed in the New Testament too mm-hmm. complicated, and we think sure. we put them in different categories. That um, then simply, I think we should think of them as what's God made us good at. We don't have like natural gifts, like somehow they came out of the dirt. Any talent that I have, any gift that I have, anything that I'm good at. God made me good at. And if I'm better at it, it's not because it may, it's a, that partnership. Uh, I've worked at it and God has given me the capacity to work at it. So the stewardship of the blending of the, my minutes, because as a steward, the minutes don't belong to me. Right. Um, I, I belong to the Lord, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. been bought with a price. I no longer uh, belong to myself, but I belong to the Lord. My body belongs to the Lord. So my minutes belong to the Lord and the gifts that he gave me. He's the one who gave them to me, so I use them for him. And that's, that's really the, uh, I think, the challenge of everyday life of going, how do I, as a good steward, blend all of this that I know I have an accountability before the Lord? We talked about a few weeks ago, you know, I'm a husband, I'm a dad, um, I'm a neighbor, I'm a son, I'm a brother, I'm a grandfather, Mm -hmm. and, and I'm a pastor. And how do I do all of those things as a steward of my minutes, my time, and my gifting. Mm-hmm. So it, it, that's why I started with stewardship, with the key being they're not for me to use as I want. And then I, you know, Lord, I hope you appreciate what I'm doing because I'm giving you some of my minutes or I'm giving you some of my money. Uh, it's yours. The minutes are yours. My life is yours. So it's not, I'm not doing it so he appreciates it. I'm doing it because I'm a steward. That's a right. big different mindset, I think. Yeah, I think it's a total shift um, on mindset. And so in starting at the the beginning of that, therefore talking about using those gifts, um, as a new Christian, okay. how would someone determine their gifts? Yeah. As a new Christian, how would someone determine their gifts? I think whether new Christian or it may be that you've been a Christian for 20 years and just never used a gift. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if the question, so ultimately the question is, how do I discover my gifts? Right. Um, I tried to say it in there. 
and there's a good reminder. We see a need and we start serving. So constantly, as a local body of fellowship, we have opportunities for people to serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we need three more host homes, or we need like eight more adult leaders, and, or we need eight more vans uh, for power-up clubs, and we need some folks who will serve in children's ministry uh, for one hour, one Sunday, for more times doing uh, this summer. Those are great opportunities to go, let me try this and see if uh, I'm good at that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with saying, I want to serve in a manner in which I enjoy it. You know, there's no extra points in heaven for, well, I did stuff I hated. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But sometimes it's not I, worth I, more than the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I think. There's nothing wrong with mm-hmm. saying, uh, I did things that I enjoy. Sure. They might be hard but I, or hard for me or they didn't always feel like doing it, but I did things that I was good at. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have – so you try stuff. And there's lots of opportunities to do that. Oh Just my hop in, word. try one. Like this summer, surge. yeah, this summer you try one thing with yeah. the children's ministry, or right. you go, uh, maybe I have a gift of hospitality. I'd hmm. man a water slide at, at the power surge and see how good I am at making people feel welcome and at home right. or serve food. There's hospitality in that. Uh, some people are just good at organizing things. So you go, hey, mm-hmm. how could I help? Organize stuff, whether children, youth, or adults. That's the other thing. Uh, It's not only what we do, it's where we do it. You Mm -hmm. may find at what you're good at, but go, actually, I'm better with children, or I'm better with youth, or I'm better with adults. So it's not only what I do, but where Mm -hmm. I do it. So you jump in and try it. Um, I've in the past told the story of when I tried being a camp counselor for eight-year-olds, and I was terrible at it. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> I, I did it one week. Uh, 10, 12, 14-year-olds, great. Eight-year-olds who were still got homesick. I was like, Oh, so it was overnight camp. It wasn't day camp. Oh, no, it was overnight yeah, camp. And they're like, oh, I'm homesick. And I was Aww. like, get out of bed and go to breakfast. And so <laughs> I, I didn't have... Suck it up, buttercup. <laughs> uh, yes, I didn't have much warm, fuzzy, or patience for... So maybe I was just immature, but I, I was like, hmm... Uh, I think I'm actually better with teenagers. And I actually mm. would say, uh, if if children need taught, get my wife. If teenagers <laughs> need taught, I'll show up. She doesn't want to teach teenagers, and I'm not really good at teaching children. <laughs> that's funny. So there, that's just one of the ways. And we've both learned that mm-hmm. by experience. So uh, ever try something, and you went, mm, yeah, I think I'm good at that. Or tried something, and you went, uh, I'm not so good at that. Any, any story that comes to your mind? Um, I love it. I, I, you know, mm-hmm, I know. Um, <laughs> so one area that was really different for me is I hopped in once just to teach uh, a session for high school once, and it wasn't. It was on social media, and so that even though that was part of my job, but like teaching, that was something yeah. new to me. And I was like, oh, this isn't as scary as I thought it was. Good. And so I was like, I think this could be something. Maybe one day I like start working on that. So you skill tried set. it and thought, oh, I tried it. Yeah. And it was okay. It was a win. It was a win, yeah. And I was pretty nervous leading up to it. Like, I, I've taught sure. children, but I've never taught 
right. high school. And I was like, I, I should go in order. Like, let's try children, then middle school, then high school. But it was fun. That word's important there. I was nervous. Because you're nervous doesn't mean you shouldn't do something. Because you're afraid doesn't mean you shouldn't do something. People who do things don't do them. Lots of people do them in spite of the fact that they're afraid. And I had chickened out before. I'd been asked uh, for another uh, in middle school once, like, hey, would you want to sign up to teach one of these sessions? And I said, no, I'm not a teacher. Like I've never, I've never done that before. Uh-huh. So it was probably like a year later when I was like, "Sure, I'll do this one topic for high school," and it was a lot of fun, and I was yeah. really able to connect with some so of the good. students. And it, but yeah, it was. I was glad I did it. So the "I'm not a teacher" was really a more true statement. I've never done that before. Yeah, I never. And you would tell to your before. kids, "How do you know you don't like that food? You've never tried it." Yes. Yes, right? <laughs> yes I said right, that so all that's the time. A, we will, right. all adults have said we've said that to our kids. You don't know. You've never tried it. Try it, and then you'll know whether you like it or mm-hmm. not. So I think that'd be true. Try it. Try something. Now, uh, you know, if you, I would never, I would never go to Matt and say, "Can I audition to lead worship?" Because I know I am not good at I that. I could not do that. I, I've I've tried it. One time, I tried to start a song in a Wednesday night Bible study, and it was so bad. <laughs> So funny. It was like totally wor- worthless trying to do the song. So I shouldn't have even tried that. I knew, I, I know I can't carry a tune in a bucket. Uh, I just can't. I can sing along, but I can't, I cannot start it. So, um, so if you know, it's that, it's a big difference. You said, mm-hmm. I don't do that. Well, you never tried it. No, I've tried to sing. People hear me singing. Jackie said to me before, yeah, you should probably not sing this morning. Matt said to me, well, you don't really have a singing voice. <laughs> <laughs> I always like to say that because there's more context, but I like to tell that, that, spot, only that, that, part that of slice it, yeah. of it. I love that. Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so try stuff. Uh, unless you know you're not good at it, then try stuff that you think you might be good at. Yeah. But try stuff. Absolutely. So you never know. It's a lot of fun. Um, do you think there can be... Go ahead. And try stuff where there's a need. That's why just yes. start with where there's a need. Let me meet a need and see what the Lord does with that. Sorry. Absolutely. You never know who you'll meet, too, yeah. as you're doing yeah. that. And then try stuff seem too um, vague or just too random. Don't just try stuff. See needs, find out where their needs, mm-hmm. and meet those needs, and then go from there. Yeah. You never know where it'll lead. Right. So with serving, uh, do you think there can be seasons of life where it's okay not to serve? I think there are seasons of life where I'm going to have to serve differently, mm-hmm. and I may not be able to serve as much. Mm-hmm. I'm reluctant to say there's seasons of life where I will never serve. And again, let's talk about a season. I'm not t- saying a month or two, but a mm-hmm. season. Like, um, I was very, very appreciative in all of my years um, here. Uh, Jackie regrettably would sometimes say, I, I've, I've always kind of lived as a single mom at church because mm. I've always doing my job. Mm-hmm. Gotten here early, stayed late, had responsibilities, never sat together in church, never served together in church. But in spite of giving birth to six kids and raising six kids on a Sunday, much like a single mom, um, and a Wednesday night, much like a single mom, 
she always served in through that time. She served different ways at different times mm-hmm. during that time, but she she didn't say, "Ah, this is a a season of life where I don't serve." What I find, uh, what I've tended to find is people who say, "Well, this is a season where I can't serve." They're always kind of in a season where they can't serve hmm. then. So there may be where you can serve less mm-hmm. or you have to serve at a different time than on a Sunday morning. There might right. be a different time or a different capacity. Uh, you know, it's, or you may not be able to serve by actually coming. Mm-hmm. Here, you may be able to serve in a different, you may be able to serve out of the context out of your home. You, mm-hmm. Lots of people right. are learning to do their job out of the home. You can learn to serve out of your home if you have some. So um, don't get locked into, I did this, I can't do that anymore, I can't serve. Simply say, uh, I'm a steward of my minutes, my life, and the Lord's called me to be not only this in my home, but this is part of my body. So how am I going to do that in light of this? That's, you know, our, we have so many opportunities here at the church for once a month stuff. Right. Ushers serve once a month. Parkers serve once a month. Greeters serve Mm -hmm. once a month. Uh, This summertime, children's ministry, it's one hour one Sunday. So there's always opportunity to serve a week. Maybe you used to be able to do uh, host a power-up club. Now you can't do that anymore, but now you can do power surge. Mm-hmm. Or you used to be able to do power surge, but now you can do something with power-up club. There's, there are so many opportunities and options at every level that those with a mind to serve and a heart to serve, I think there's an opportunity to serve in every season. It just can look differently. Yeah, and I think it's a flipping of a question if you're or saying, I can't serve right now. It's turning into a question of how can I serve yes. right now. Huh. So when I um, was working full-time outside of the church, right. two young children, it was hard. Right. There were challenges there. I couldn't be here on Wednesday nights. I couldn't be here on Sunday nights huh. or you know for other events, but I could be here once a month as a greeter. And even that was hard for me to realize— I can do that. Huh. That I can do. I may not be able to do everything I once did, but I can do that right, right now. So let's start there. Um, and that was a real encouragement to yeah. me. And I really thought it'd be hard with the kids, but it ended up being fun. And the kids made relationships with my other greeter buddies. And huh. um, now you get to know more people. Right. Um, and the kids enjoyed being there at the guest reception booth with me. And right. then we would walk other families to children's ministry. And so it became... Really a cool opportunity right. um, to do that once I thought differently about that. That's good. I, and I like what you said about the, um, especially when, when we're in young kids' family mode, to think, uh, oh, no, I can't do this with my kids versus saying, I'm going to bring my kids along with me. Uh, there was a, a season here at the chapel when we put in this parking lot and we had uh put in like three miles of irrigation pipe and plant Ooh. 70 trees and literally, and we we did it all by volunteer Saturday work days. And it was challenging because I was working 50, 55 hours a week 
at the church and then coming up on Saturdays as well, mm-hmm. but bringing my boys and they will still talk about uh, remembering doing that work with other guys, kind of like getting dirty, throwing mm-hmm. sod and doing those things <laughs> at the church. Those are, we, we build relationships uh, when we work together like we don't when we serve together, uh, when we study together. Mm-hmm. There's a completely different relationship that happens sure. when you serve together. And we build community and we make memories. So doing it together versus thinking why I can't do it together. I think that life together is big on that. The other thing I want to make, uh, uh, I'm sorry if I'm running it, but I, I want to speak to one other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want the church to know that as a staff, we recognize that... People work at a minimum 40 hours a week. Minimum, yeah. Yeah, minimum 40 hours. And then they are called to serve. Mm-hmm. Like the like in Nehemiah, the you know, the perfumers and the merchants working and then serving in the rebuilding of the wall. So as a staff, uh, it shocks some people. I talked to an individual this week about this, that as a staff, we don't think about 40-hour work weeks. Right. Uh, we think way beyond that because we don't want to say, well, we ex- we ask our people to do something that we're not willing to do. So I want to think, what what's the typical hours that a man in our congregation puts in in terms of his work and his serving. And because I get to work at my serving, if you will, here at the church, uh, I try to put in those amount hours as well. Not as duty, but I think that that's good leadership. So as a staff, I want you to know that we don't see... I never want us to be thought of as... Uh, Christian workers are lazy and living easy off of other people's donations. Right. But we're we're a little unique in that. I've had some of my sons go to else serve elsewhere in other churches, and they're like, "Dad, you you drive a pretty hard ship at the chapel, and most people <laughs> don't have to work as much as you ask the staff at CFC to work." But I don't regret that at all. I think that that's what we're asking our body to do. That's a privilege to do it. I. It, it really is. That was like, even it, in the message. Nice job. Thank you. Thank you so much. That was <laughs> yes. cool. No, I say that personally yeah. um, from someone who's been from the corporate world mm. coming here. Um, it really is a privilege. There's a joy yeah. in being able to. And it's a lot of work. Quote. It a is lot a lot of, of work, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, I it agree. It's a lot of fun. Was there a question that I missed? Uh, no, not in that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, um, but we're about out of time, so we will wrap there. Um but yeah, really, really encouraging. There's a lot Was of there great another question. There is one more question. Well, let's ask one more question. Okay. Um, can stewardship of gifts include serving in ministries outside the church, or should you always seek to serve in the local church? Yeah. Uh, appreciate that question. There are lots of ministries, good ministries that are building the kingdom of God that happen outside of the local church. And some of your gifts might really um, be utilized there. So I certainly encourage opportunity where it fits for folks to serve in that manner. And I'll say this with caution because this is not a law. This is a principle. Hmm. The principle of the New Testament is that we, the, the body of Christ is both a giving and a receiving. So anytime I show up, I'm a beneficiary of other people's 
serving. Mm-hmm. So in principle, even if there's serving outside of the local body, I don't think it should be to the exclusion of never serving in any capacity within the body. Um, when my kids were in high school and they got jobs outside of the home, that did not exclude them from participating in chores within the home. They were still part of the family. So I knew that it would have to change and they were not as available and that was part of growing up. But uh, so I would say if you have capacity and opportunity to serve in meaningful ways outside the body, go for it. But then principle, not to the exclusion of serving in some way within the body. Mm. That's good encouragement. Well, like you said, it's it's joy. It's a joy <laughs> and it's a privilege to be a, able to serve. Yeah, it's a family responsibility. It is. Yeah. And it's fun. It's fun. I know I said that many times, but it's fun. Like, it's just fun. Yeah. It's fun to be able to But serve. sometimes it's demoralizing. And sometimes it's hard. That, yes. That's, if we only do it when it's fun, yeah. we're going to quit. Yes. Enjoy it when it's fun. See it as a privilege still, even when it's not. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning and hope you guys have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the CFC Jacks podcast. Be sure to watch as we release new teachings weekly, along with additional content during the week. If you'd like more information about our church, please visit us at www.cfcjacks.com. Thanks for listening.